Welcome to the Void Podcast. This podcast is produced by Void Podcast LLC and presented by Sean McKnight and Jenny Miller. To learn more about our podcast, please visit our website, www.void-podcast.com. On our website, check out our Patreon account, where you can find bonus episodes, Void merchandise, and other content like cast interviews and more. Please be sure to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. We hope you enjoy this episode of Void. In our previous episode of Void, the crew found themselves awakened from cryostasis to unexpected circumstances. Anko was placed in confinement despite his protests. Now a decision has to be made as to the fate of the mission at hand. Anyone else having a drink? That's why I called the meeting in the cantina, after all. To get us drunk? To give us a chance to loosen up before we discuss something difficult. Right, well, since you're bartending, I'll have what you're having. Sounds good. What the hell? Me too. Captain Aldridge and I have been discussing the details of our contract situation. We both felt that before we made any decision, we thought it best to talk to you all first. It would take months to go back to Europa. That would mean going back into cryo, which isn't great for our bodies, since we just came out of it. Before we can decide our next move, we have to consider that Anko may have sabotaged the ship, or that we have had a malfunction with the AI. The latter is highly unlikely, and since we found that we're missing a breather, it looks more like Anko is the culprit. Thoughts? Do we have any evidence that Anko stole the breather? No. There's no way to tell who took it. There's no cameras in the storage area, and so we don't have a log of who's been in and out of there. Unfortunately, it's only by logical association that he's in confinement as a caution. Where do we have to go for your contract? We'll discuss that later. Let's stay focused on the current situation. Now is not the time for our contract. What about your contract, Cerebella? Oh, mine's already taken care of. I have an arrangement set up with Captain Rex and Captain Aldridge. We worked out a donation from the Ching Shi Weapon Cache. I get to pick any ten items to take with me when we get back to the New Hope. Eight items. I do a lot of freelance on the side and I have to use my own stuff. The weapons I get to take with me put me way ahead of the competition when it comes to resources. There's some great tech back there. We've amassed a pretty big arsenal over the years, so to help Jonas, I volunteered the donation as part of our agreement to utilize the crew for my contract. It looks like we're back to three contracts. Am I hearing that right? I guess so. Jonas, you're the one in charge of contracts. What do you think? The problem is is that we can't do anything without Anko. I don't know his equipment, and he's always kept me at arm's length as an assistant. His knowledge far surpasses mine. So without him, his contract and Europa are a moot point. Unless Gilbin knows how to use Anko's gear. I don't know shit about terraforming. I just helped him calibrate the machines. Well, I guess that's it then. My vote is that we work with him to fulfill his Titan contract. And since we have no hard evidence, he should be set free from confinement. Let me worry about the confinement part. Anyone else want to share their thoughts? I don't trust him. And I think it's dangerous for us to be working with him at all. 
I have to say I like the guy, but only kinda. I'll agree with Ursula. I'm not really sure about him myself. I think we should give him the benefit of the doubt. Gideon? The compromise would be that we could send Cerebella to the surface to watch over him. You weren't originally on the landing team for this one, Cerebella. Are you okay with that? Are you kidding? Hell yes! I get to be one of the first setting foot in this place, right? We'll literally be the first people to ever land there. Count me in. Okay. Cerebella will accompany the landing team for the Titan project. Anko will remain in confinement until we load up the shuttle to go to the surface. Cerebella, he's going to be your responsibility the entire time. I expect eyes on him constantly. Yes, Captain. I won't fail. Get some sack time. Let Anko know the situation on the way back to your cabin. Yes, Captain. Sorry, Gideon. You'll be stuck on the ship alone again for this one. No worries, Captain. We'll be traveling back and forth from the surface, I imagine. He's got a good amount of equipment set up down there. He remains on the surface until the contract work is done. I don't want him back on the ship unnecessarily. He can stay in the portable habitat once it's set up, so that shouldn't be a problem if you have to bring the shuttle back here. Ursula, you'll travel to the surface, but then remain for the most part in the habitat to do your work. Yes, Captain. I'll have some portable equipment with me to monitor vital signs, but that's all I should need. That's it, then. Now is a good time to get some rest. We have a long day tomorrow. Cerebella, there you are. I thought you forgot about me. Did you interrogate Aldridge? What's the bastard planning? Actually, Jonas is the one who argued to let you free to work on your contract. What are you talking about? The crew was split up as to what to do. No one trusts you, Anko. It was Jonas who suggested that we fulfill your contract and free you. He didn't take my contract for himself? No. In fact, he said you're the only one who could handle the work, and that without you, the contracts were pointless. Hmm. That's unexpected. He also suggested letting you go since there's no hard evidence proving guilt. And? And Captain Rex agreed to let you do the work, but you'll remain in confinement until we start the process tomorrow. I'll be watching you from a security standpoint as part of the landing team. Oh. Okay, then. Even though I am innocent, I guess that's acceptable. You don't really have a choice here, Ango. Show some gratitude that you weren't sent out the airlock. Thank you. I am grateful for your help. That's fine, but thank Jonas. You treat him like shit and he just stood up for you. You might want to think on that for a while. I'm going to get some sleep. Please be careful with that, Gilbin. You know how delicate the gear is. Right. Calm down, Your Highness. I know machinery better than you do. Almost done. Enko, once we land and get unloaded, you'll remain on the surface to do your work. We'll bring the shuttle back to finish the last run of equipment, so make sure you have everything you need to take with you now. I'm good to go, Captain. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity. It's against my better judgment, but here we are. Make it count. We will get to the bottom of what happened later. Are you ready to do your crew briefing? Yes, I was just waiting for us to finish loading the equipment. Very good. Gideon just carried the final piece for the first run into the shuttle. Listen up, everyone. We need to discuss what happens when we land. Anko? Thank you, Captain. Once we land and put on our suits, we'll first need to unload all equipment. Please use the color coding to understand which piece goes with the other. 
Once unloaded, the first priority will be to set up the habitat. Aldridge, I mean, Captain Aldridge, will build the habitat with Gilvin, while I'll start to set up the equipment on the surface. Captain Rex, Ursula, and Gideon will return for the last run of the equipment. Cerebella will remain with me on the surface, assisting. Uh, no. I'm not assisting you. I'm watching you. Let's be clear. Oh, yes. I mean, of course, watching me. Gideon will remain on the Chingxi once the shuttle comes back for the last run of equipment. After the habitat is set up and all the gear is delivered, Ursula will set up her things in the habitat to monitor us. Ursula, do you have anything to add? Yes, I do. I've been doing more homework on Titan. The suits won't be required for pressure, but they will be necessary for temperature. The surface gets down to negative 179 Celsius, and you'll be on a mostly rock and ice surface. Keeping your footing will be important, so use the built-in cleats on your boots when needed. Through the body modifications back on the station and the suits, breathing should be fine. However, if at any time you start to feel lightheaded or dizzy, you say something immediately. The habitat is equipped with bunks if anyone needs to rest. Anko, how long do you think this will take? By my estimations, I should be able to produce significant results in three days, five at the most. I just need enough data to prove this can be done on a mass scale. Keep in mind that one of our normal days is actually 15 days long there. So according to Anko, we won't be there long enough to witness night on the surface. Trust how your body feels and sleep if you need it. If I see your vitals dipping, I'll be mandating that you come in for a rest. And if she gives you the order, you obey the order. Nobody should be overdoing it. Anyone working outside with me should not wander off anywhere. The landing zone we'll be in is fairly flat, but a surface fissure could develop, and where we're going is uncharted. Even though you'd be falling somewhat slowly, there appears to be an ocean of liquid beneath the surface that you don't want to end up in. If we're going to be here for five days, will I be able to get back on the ship? I'm still working on the aft engine. Yes, we'll arrange a trip back to the Qingxi here and there for those of us who don't have to be on the surface the whole time. Ursula, what about you? I'd like to remain on Titan as a precaution. I don't see a reason I would need to be back on the ship until we're done. Just how bad will the landing be on this one? Not as rough as Mars. There's some wind, but it's generally slower and moving in consistent patterns north and south, judging by my computer models. The atmosphere is a bit thick, but once we punch through, visibility should clear a bit. Oh, good. I was hoping you weren't going to say that we had to do more skimming. It'll be fine, Captain Aldridge. Let's get going. your suits on. I want you to promise me you'll keep an eye on him. Yes, dear. I'm not kidding. You know he doesn't like you, and he's obsessed with getting credit for everything. 
I know, but sabotage? That seems like a stretch even for him. Don't put it past him. How else do you explain the missing breather? Hmm, fair point. Don't worry, I'll be careful. You'd better be. Ah, jeez, get a room! <laughs> hey, we had one! Prepare to make history, everyone. For we shall be the first human beings to actually set foot on the surface of Titan. I shall lead. It's official. I'm the first. I'm really here. Congratulations, Anko! We came over and we got a buttload of equipment to unload and set up. Thanks for ruining the moment. Anytime. Please, continue to drink it in. Yes, thank you, I will. Astrid, record Titan surface log, day one. Recording Titan surface log in three, two, one. We have landed successfully on the surface of Titan. Current temperature is negative 174.8 degrees Celsius. Very light wind blowing north at 0.3 meters per second. Visibility is hazy, hard to see far out. Nitrogen levels are at 93.8, methane is 6.2. Even though the surface is primarily rock and ice, there is a layer of what I would describe as sand on top of it. The sand appears to be comprised mainly of dark hydrocarbon grains. As suspected, the surface looks largely influenced by volcanic activity evidenced by the presence Hey, Anko, maybe now's not the time to be recording a science log. What Captain Aldris is too politely trying to say is get off your arse and help us move your bloody equipment. Very well. Astrid, pause log. Pausing recording for a Titan surface log, day one. This is pretty amazing. It is, isn't it? I'm glad you can appreciate being here. I'm sure the nerds are geeking out over it. We're pioneers to a possible whole new way of life. This is going to up our credentials back at the station tremendously, Sarah Bella. I'm sure it will. Hey, shouldn't we spend some time in the habitat toasting with the others? You go ahead. I don't think the others are thrilled to be around me at the moment. Besides, I have a lot of work to do. No can do. I promised the captain I wouldn't take my eyes off of you. Oh. Well, can you make yourself useful and fetch me that stabilizer? No. A toast to the crew of the Qingxi for being the first to land on Titan. I'm in need of a stiffer drink than water for this toast. That's all anyone gets for now. <laughs> Unless you'd like some electrolyte punch. Party pooper. I feel bad that we're toasting without Cerebella and, yeah, even Anko. Ah, he's the one who insisted on getting straight to work after we set everything up. I'm in need of a break. Yeah, well, no wonder there. You guys did most of the work while he just stood there checking his equipment logs. Yeah, well, we're done now. After we finish getting his equipment running, I'll be ready to head back to the Jingxi. Why so eager to get back to the ship, Gelbin? You know, I need to work on that engine. It's too damn cold for me here anyway. We're not going to rush anything, Gelbin, so I suggest you enjoy your time on Titan making history. That is if Anko gets his stuff to work. Is that what we're doing? Making history? I guess we'll find out soon enough. 
This episode of Void featured the voice talents of Lynn Chia as Sarabella Rayon, Ella Demby as Astrid, Karen Johnston as Ursula Nash, Frank Jutnowitz as the narrator, Sean McKnight as Jonas Aldridge, Simon Uluhojin as Anko Lumen, Eric Martin Reed as Gilbin Tricky, Amy Teresa as Regina Rex, and Guy Wellman as Gideon Judge. The Void theme song, Equilibrium in Turbulence, was composed and produced by David Parsons from Avid Wolf Music. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, please visit our website at void-podcast.com.